Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome in, everybody. All Pro Lines, the podcast. I'm your host, Kostaki Economopoulos. Wrapping up the weekend that was in the NFL, as we always do. And boy, we got a doozy. We had, we had a big weekend in the NFL. Our guest today is a comedian and longtime Bengals fan, Chris Bowers. There's no crying in baseball. Hopefully, he's going to be okay. He'll be here to talk to us in uh, just a few beats. You guys know him from the Bob and Tom show and He's a really good stand-up, and he's actually maybe the only stand-up who uh, who bought a comedy club and uh, then became a good stand-up comic. That never it's always happens the other way. Uh, so kudos to him. Hello to Ron, Andreas, and Jerry, and Susan, all here in the in the chat on uh, Facebook Live. If you're listening, if you've never done it, you can come join us uh, live at 7 p.m. on Facebook Live. You can chime in. You can ask questions. You can write jokes. You can you can say snarky things. Uh, Ron, Jerry, Susan, Andreas, and Heather have all done that. Welcome in, Heather. And, of course, Ryan Chambers. What's up, man? Ryan says he likes the beer. Thanks, buddy. I'm feeling a little more like an old sailor. It's a little – it definitely doesn't make me look young, but I, I like it. It's kind of a – it's been a fun change of pace. Hey, Marge is in here. Marge Konimopoulos. Welcome in, Marge. Um, and Tony. Nice. <laughs> Tony says, damn, I thought I needed a shave. I know. I know. I'm probably gonna shave. I'm going to I'm going to Phoenix here soon with the Super Bowl media stuff. I got I got to look presentable for that. But till then, I got I got nothing. I got nothing. I had a uh, I had a business meeting tonight that was canceled. So I'm probably gonna go play poker with my ridiculous beard. And I already had COVID recently. I don't, I didn't sit at a poker table. I I live my full life now. I can do whatever I want. Um. All right. Uh, Boy, we had some great games. It was, I, you know, I guess the first game wasn't really very close, but uh, the second one was close and interesting, and compelling, and crazy ref situations <laughs> both ways, and an injury and a swagger. I mean, I, I don't know. I loved it. I love the whole thing. I love all of it. It's great. All right, let's do some plugs here. Uh, I got some gigs coming up. Uh, once all the football hoopla is, is died down a little, I'm hitting the road in earnest. I'm going to do a bunch of gigs. Uh, kicking it off with um, Muhammad. Hope I'm getting that right, Susan. Uh, Shelbyville and Lexington, Kentucky. Those are the first three on the docket. Also coming up, Cincinnati, Louisville, Boise. Uh, might do a Michigan thing. I got some really good gigs coming up, and uh, I'll be adding some more stuff here soon. Kostaki.com has all the info right there. Underdog Fantasy is our sponsor. I can't tell you how much I enjoy playing underdog. It's fun. It made the late game so much more interesting to me. I was watching like, oh, Burrow is like nine yards away from the over on the yards. And it just makes games fun. Use the promo code uh, all pro lines and we'll hook you up with an extra hundred bucks up to a hundred to match whatever your first deposit is. Uh, there's also links on the social media account. So you don't even have to type anything in. just use our link and they throw us a little extra dough when you get started. That's how it works. It's very simple. Patreon. Uh, in the old days, the Pope would, uh, find an artist that he liked and house him and feed him and take care of him. So he could continue to be an artist without having to be lost in the world. 
Uh, and the modern version of that is Patreon. You can just sign up for, you know, whatever, five bucks a month to support something that you like. And that's the system that we use here to monetize with all pro lines. So go to patreon.com, type in all pro lines and uh, figure out how it works. It's a real simple thing. And it's a nice way to kind of vote with your dollars in the modern community. Cameo, you need a gift for your dad? Uh, you never know what to get dad. Dad doesn't need anything. He doesn't want things and he doesn't need another tie. Uh, get him get him me roasting his favorite team. Uh, it's ridiculously cheap, but it's fun for me to do. Uh, go to Cameo. Chick's on there. Uh, Josh is on there. I think uh, Christy Lee is on there. Uh, a bunch of characters we know are on there. And for like a ridiculously small amount of money, we will uh, say hi to your uh, person. And uh, it's kind of a cool, different, memorable gift. It's cheap and easy for you, too. Uh, you want a comedian for a thing? I'm a comedian. I do things. You might be surprised how inexpensive it is with some notice to get me to come to your town to do uh, your company, to do a show at your company, corporate thing. I could do a private event. If you want to do that sort of thing, I can write some jokes about your sister or whatever you want. <laughs> write some jokes about your sister. That sounds, that's a terrible pitch. Uh, well, you know, I've known her for a long time. I'll write some jokes about your sister. Uh, uh, charity events too. Uh, here's what I do when I'm booking stuff. I do a lot of self-produced shows. Now, sometimes I go to a club and they take care of everything and I just go and tell my jokes. But very often, I'm I'm self-producing shows. I'm building shows in bars and theaters and breweries all over the place. So let's say you have a private thing you want me to do in Terre Haute on June 1st. I can sit down. I can say yes to you. And then I can draw a circle in my mind's eye around Terre Haute and find something else to do the day before and or after. So I can put together a little tour. And so it's uh, reasonable for everybody and a win-win-win. So. If you're looking for that sort of thing, DM me on one of the social media accounts. I'll uh, I'll find you. All right, let's do some. Uh, let's see if any we got any other comments we need to address here. All right, we got a couple of like the beards. I appreciate that. Uh, Jerry Oliver said, "See at the strand." Yes, I've already put your name in, sir. We're at Jerry. That's uh, ah, too long a thing. Nobody cares. Uh, as part of a payment for a uh, a fantasy bet, I'm hooking him up with some tickets. Uh, Jerry was very cool to uh, volunteer an easier path to settle a discrepancy we had in the league. So it'll be good to see you, Jerry. I think uh, I think we're going to get Eddie Barry, Eddie Barry Weekman at that show as well. So we'll go out and drink a beer after. Uh, Milford says background getting better. Yes, well, it's as long as you set the bar low, Ron Milford. We, yes, I have. Four-year-old art and some art from Tom Griswold. <laughs> I've got some ideas for art. I just haven't. I got to do it. I, I got. I'm going to do better. I'm, I'm. I'm working on. It. I'm working on. It. Um. All right. Let's dive in here. Let's. Uh, let's do some Joe. The two-minute drill. <laughs> Cincinnati, man, they really need to work on their fifth down defense. <laughs> that game, that game had worse officiating than a Vegas drive-through wedding. At least at the wedding booth in Vegas, both participants get screwed, not just one. If the refs are going to be ridiculous, they could at least dress like Elvis. <laughs> it's not often you see some zebras get fucked, <laughs> fuck some tigers, huh? I can't say fuck on the radio. I better say it here, where, where I'm free. If I told you I had video footage of Joe Burrow getting fucked, you'd think it would be a more exciting clip, but no, 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 just, just football. There's some bad calls. Miss Cleo made fewer iffy calls. The calls in the movie Scream ended better for everyone. I've had telemarketers make better calls to me. Mel Gibson famously had a better call than, all right. At one point, a ref said the Bengals play didn't count because they didn't say the secret word. Well, that's not fair. That's... <laughs> Cincinnati, this is what everyone feels like when they try your chili. All right. That's not even fair. It's, it's kind of an old Greek recipe. Uh, despite his serious ankle injury, Patrick Mahomes did not have a pain-killing shot. Uh, Johnny Manziel did have 10 of those, though, just to be safe. You never know. <laughs> uh, 
I love Tony Romo. Not everybody agrees, but I think he's there is one questionable uh clip floating around today. Uh we'll brush over that because it's too hard to kind of dive into. Um I will say I'm surprised that Romo could stay composed when talking about Mahomes with all the blood in his body rushing to his penis. He's very excited about Mahomes. It's it's a little the other game, Brock Pur- Brock Purdy turned into Broke Purdy. The Eagles had this game in hand so long it made Louis C.K. jealous. Louis probably also had a stress injury to his elbow at some point, right? The Niners got to their fifth-string quarterback. Their quarterbacks get hurt more than the liberals' feelings. <laughs> All right, we'll do one more on this line. All right. Nobody in San Francisco has been this hurt since a he wasn't replaced by a they. Huh? All right. That's about as political as we'll get. Uh, in the quarterback department, the Niners started the game with the backup to the backup, right? Then that backup got hurt, and they had to call in the backup. Then that backup got really hurt, and they had to call back in the less hurt prior backup. I was worried they were going to call me into the game. <laughs> They're going to need to add some handicapped parking outside the Niners quarterback room, I can tell you that. Either that or just put up a sign that says MASH unit. Those quarterbacks, man. Trey is hurt. Jimmy is hurt. Brock is hurt. Josh is hurt. Jalen was the only one who wasn't hurt, and his name is Hurts. Game had more hurt than an Adele song. <laughs> the Niners don't have a single healthy quarterback, or as the Panthers call that, Sunday. Man, that's just how we do it. We just we don't have a we don't have a good healthy quarterback. So without an effective Niners quarterback, the Eagles had more men in the box than Megan Hall, huh? The cop in Tennessee with the thing and the all right. Brock Purdy got replaced by Josh Johnson. Sounds like one of those T-shirts from the 80s. When you break your Brock, you better have a big Johnson. I'm surprised I didn't own that shirt in high school. Uh, Johnson's been around forever, but it's gotten very little action. I can sympathize with that. That's a, I understand that. He's been on 13 different teams, this kid. At a certain point, are you an NFL player or just like a really savvy jersey collector? 13 teams. What the? The announcer said the Eagles coach Nick Sirianni embodies the spirit of Philadelphia. It's hard to say whether or not that's a compliment. The game was ugly, except in Philly, where it's considered attractive. <laughs> the game in Philly was so bad, batteries were throwing themselves on the field. All right. Bradley Cooper's an Eagles fan. Well, I'm happy for him. Finally, something fell his way. That, that poor guy. Oh, and this is, you know, maybe we should, maybe we should, but I don't care. I'm doing it. Uh, I'm doing some jokes on this subject because it's funny to me. The Bucks need an offensive coordinator, and they request an interview with Jim Bob Cooter. Remember this guy? If you wrote that as a character's name on Dukes of Hazard, the note you would get back from the producer is like, it's, it's a little on the nose, Jim Bob Cooter. It's a little too Jim Bob Cooter. That's the kind of name that can make me happy that I grew up named Kostaki Economopoulos. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a more country name. Billy Joe Skeeter, Bubba Gump Johnson, Steve Earl Confederate flag, maybe Grits Jefferson the Third, Billy Meth NASCAR Junior, Gravy McRacism, Dick Trickle. Here's an even more country name: Jim Bob's Mom's Cooter. See, that's you just add one more word, makes it even more country. Roscoe P. Coltrane. <laughs> His brother, Daryl, and his other brother, Daryl. Possum Etouffee. See, these are the some of the suggestions from the All-Pro Lines guys. His brother, Scooter Cooter. See, that's more. Even that, that's even more. As Bob Cavoyan once pointed out, his real name is James Robert Vagina. <laughs> Goes by Jim Bob Cooter. <laughs> and shout out to the great Tim Wilson with... Dale, Daryl, Walter, Richard Petty, Rusty, Awesome, Bill, Irvin, Gordon, Earnhardt, Smith, Johnson, Jr. <laughs> Even Cooter from the Dukes of Hazard was named Cooter Davenport, which is country, but it doesn't hold a candle to Jim Bob Cooter. By the way, hold a candle to is how you read something at night in the country, if you can read. Next to Jim Bob Cooter, Cooter Davenport sounds like British royalty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
that's enough jokes. Right. Looks like Bowers is ready to go. What time is it? Yeah, let's bring him in. Uh, you guys know him. You love him from the Bob and Tom show. He's a great comic. Uh, interesting dude. Always a character. Strong opinions about everything. I'm a little nervous. Lifelong Bengals fan. This could go either way. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Chris Bowers. Hey, what's up, Kostaki? How you doing, man? Yeah, man, look at you. You're all gussied up. You got, well, you know, I'm growing my hair long. I'm trying to get uh, my both my parents asked me at Christmas why I got a perm. I'm like, I'm 50. <laughs> I didn't get a perm. My hair's just curly. I've never grown it out before. I was wrong with you guys. <laughs> a perm. Like, a perm. What year like, is it? 100? What year is it? You're being asked if you got a perm. Right. It's like, hilarious. this is 86. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm wearing my Joe Burrow Bengals coat, my uh, cool Bengals coat that I got. I like it. I like, yeah, how are you? No. You need a hug? You okay? I will say this, Kostaki. Thank God I was real blackout drunk by the end of that game. I don't really remember what happened. I know we lost. I haven't looked at the tape yet. Uh, I did angrily walk down the block. I've not walked. I've had a theory for a long time, like, because as a Bengals fan, like, would it be would it, would it be better to just lose all the time and be terrible? Oh, yeah. This or good be question. good and not win? I struggle with this all the time. And I think it's worse to be good and not win, man. It's fucking like. No, that's not true. I totally disagree. You've I, had it both ways, though. I I've guess had it both ways. I'm saying, like, I've always been a big Bengals fan, and the heartbreak of losing in week 14 to the Ravens, so you get put out of the playoffs, is not the same as losing the AFC Championship. I'm just, it was just, uh, and last year was such a dream, and I thought that, that was Rocky one, and this is Rocky two, and, you know, there's windows in the NFL with rookie contracts and blah, 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 blah. And so, right. like, this was kind of the – we're going to do it. It's going to be this year. And I will say I've not walked – like, there's been two times in my life where I've just left a Bengals game and walked for, like, two and a half miles around my neighborhood with my hands <laughs> over my head like this. <laughs> and last night was the second one. The first time was when Kimo Van Olhoffen took out Carson Palmer's knee. Oh, wow. That That's game. been a minute. Okay. That's been a minute. But I just remember I got up out of the couch and walked literally in the snow for like three miles. I was so mad that I didn't watch the end of that game at all. Because oh, um, we lost Chris Henry and Carson Palmer on the same fucking play. And that was it. We were done. Um, yeah. I got a, a redneck name for you. My buddy, uh, <laughs> you know, Richie Reagans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His alter ego is Dick Camaro. <laughs> I think that's a good name. That's <laughs> <laughs> I knew some dicks who had Camaros back in 1987. <laughs> right? like a dick Camaro, man. What the fuck? That's great. <laughs> what are you drinking out of like a spring break cup from 1983? I, I have what one cup. I'm, I'm a minimalist. I have one cup. It's from a piano bar. You get this, you buy this cup for like 12 bucks and you get filled up for, with beer for $2 from Lafayette, Indiana. But <laughs> I got it like 25 years ago. I just, that sounds like a cup you would have. Yeah. I drink uh, it water out of. That makes perfect sense. Now, now hold on though, because. All right, the Bengals are final four this year. Final two last year. The core of this team is good. The coach is good. The quarterback's good. I mean, there, there's every reason to think they're going to be good and interesting for years to come. You're worried about the rookie contract situation? I'm just saying, I think we'll be good and interesting. I, I do like that, like, <clears throat> what's funny is I don't even like watching football. I like listening to sports people talk about football. Like, I only watch the game, so I don't Very have to weird. talk about it on PTI. Like, I really just like watching sports talk radio or listen to sports talk and watching sports talk. And – it make, but actually, they didn't even talk about the Bengals all week on ESPN. They talked about the Eagles. They talked about the Chiefs. They never mentioned this once. That, that, that just bothers me. They never talk about us. But that's the only reason I care about us being good is they'll talk about us. I mean, I think here's the key. If we can sign T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Burrow, those three, I think we'll be fine. The rest of us, we can fill in. You know, it looks like our this iteration of coaching knows what they're looking for. I like that they only draft and sign captains. I think that's a good concept. Um, hmm. So I think we can be good in the, but we're going to lose a lot of, I mean, we're going to lose Jesse Bates. We're going to lose a bunch of our defense or defensive guys that are contracts are up. You know, I don't know if, I don't know if we're going to sign our left tackle again, that Jonah Williams guy. I was hoping Jackson Carmen could get his shit together and not be terrible, but he couldn't. So we have to sign Jonah Williams again. Now, now I've got T Higgins in a keeper league. I like T Higgins, but I'm surprised you would list him on the very short list. Isn't there, can you, can't you just throw it to whoever the Tyler Boyd is? Isn't there just oh, like, a hundred of those guys? <laughs> yeah, but there's only T. I mean, T. Higgins is Jamar Chase light, man. I mean, he 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 could be a, he'd be a number one anywhere else. I think he's good. He's just underutilized in that offense. As a as a owner of him in fantasy, I've been annoyed with him all year. <laughs> well, you know, I thought he did all right. I mean, uh, I had him on my team too, and he was. He, I mean, he he, but he had eight or ten touchdowns, didn't he? 
But if he did, it would surprise me. It doesn't feel like he did. Where were the stats? Where was... He's one of those guys that you just feel like at the end of the year, you go, it's eh, just fine. I just feel like there's 30 of those guys that are fine in fantasy. I don't want a guy who's fine. I want a Jamar Chase who like tilts the game in my favor every week. I mean, it's 74 catches, 1,000 yards, and seven touchdowns. What else you want from the guy? I want 12 touchdowns. All right. That's fine. That's what Maybe I'm saying. It's fine. A little bit. I mean, that's, but again, that's the Bengals, man. Like, I don't know if the strength <laughs> and conditioning people are terrible. Like, you know, we signed all these offensive linemen and then lost three of the, I mean, we lost two of the guys we signed before we got to the playoffs and then also lost our left tackle. I mean, you know, we, we, I can't believe how well we play against the Bills, if I'm being honest. I did not see that coming. Right. Yeah. That was, uh, that was, that was really, not, I mean, they really crushed them. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. So in the snow, we, in Buffalo. That's amazing. That was, that, I mean, that, that might be the best. That might be the, one of the most interesting stories to come out of this season that they were able to go there and win that game. Like, I mean, that handily. was that was the best I've ever seen any Bengals team play was last week against the Bills, and then the to have it. I mean, to be tied and I mean, when we got the ball two and a half minutes left, and I do kind of remember it. I, I don't remember all the. I mean, I know there were some bad calls, and so I don't know when that fourth down thing happened. I don't know if that was nine minutes or two minutes because I was pretty drunk. But uh, it's better uh, than you know. When we got <laughs> two and a half minutes and had the ball, I thought for sure we would just drive down there and kick a field goal. I, no part of me thought we were going to get stopped. And then, you know. Right. And at the end, when they, you know, they get that call to get the field goal, I mean, that's that's almost exactly what happened. It wasn't as dumb or bonehead, but, you know, remember when the, when we, the Steelers beat us in the playoffs years ago when uh, Vontez Burfecht speared uh, Antonio Brown over the middle? That's why but he's still not the same. No, not since that day. And then, and then, but then like, and then uh, uh, the Steelers coach came on the field and then perfect went and punched him and got another 15 yard. Oh, I don't remember that that, part of it. Oh, that was, that was was the game. Kostaki that it was such a bad first half. Our favorite band was in town. All my friends had come in town for for Indianapolis. So we just went to, I'm like, fuck this. We just went to the bar and we're just partying at the bar. And then the Bengals were up. We had the ball with like a minute, minute and a half, minute, 45 seconds left. And all my friends are like, they're going to win. You've got the ball. you got the lead. I'm like, is it over yet? I'm like, oh, and I'm like, tell me when it's over. And then <laughs> our running back fumbles, you know, <laughs> just, just running the ball. Run, and then we have a, that play to Antonio Brown. And then they, 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 they punch the punch. The, the assistant coach who used to be the linebacker for the Steelers who we hate. And then I think that was Pac-Man Jones did that. But anyway, so then they kicked that field goal to beat us. And I, and literally like all my friends that come and go, I'm sorry. I forgot. Was like the <laughs> fan. You're, you're right. <laughs> Over so it says zeros motherfucker. That's how Hey, you know. you know, nobody, nobody knows that better than a Falcons fan. Yeah. Oh, I'm God, with you. Yeah. All of us who root for these shitty teams perennially, we know we don't get how many, let's not go sucking each other's dicks just yet. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I can't, I, I, I was at Christmas Eve. They were the Bengals played this year. And I remember ah, probably 15, 20 years ago, they were playing the Broncos Christmas Eve. We needed the game to go to the playoffs and we score the touchdown in the fourth quarter to tie it. Well, we need the extra point. And my stepdad, Tom goes, Oh, you're going to go to overtime. I go, wow, we need to make an extra point. He goes, well, people don't miss extra points. Shank. <laughs> we don't go to overtime. I'm like, God damn it. This is what it's like to be a Bengals fan. There's a time against, again, against the Broncos where it gets popped <laughs> up in the air and, and, uh, 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 Ed McCaffrey just somehow grabs it and runs 80 yards. Like, <laughs> this shit happens. It's like that, man. What are you going to do? I know. I know. All right. Let, I got I got two more questions for you. Um, okay. We got plenty of questions, but I, I want to make sure I get these in. Now, uh, when they drafted Jamar Chase, there was all this buzz. That, like, you can't have a team without an offensive line. And Penny Sewell was there, and you should have gotten Penny Sewell. And you could always get another, you know, receiver and – I be, where were you on that when it happened, and and has that have your feelings changed since then? I was a Chase guy to begin with. Um, I like what I liked about that whole thing was Burrow and Chase being together at LSU, right? And so it's like it was just two more years of chemistry, or at least one one year of chemistry that they were that would that they would very quickly, you know, whatever. I, I, and also, I didn't think Penny Sewell was going to be that great. I mean, I, I, I if he played one year, and I mean, he hadn't. I don't know. Then he, he like sat out the COVID year. I don't know. I just was not so totally sold on Penny Sewell. And I, and then immediately ch- that first game, Chase makes those, you know, that crazy touchdown against the Vikings. And we're like, oh, yeah, we're totally right. I mean, I, that's what I love about sports, honestly, 
That's why it's better than politics because politics, it's all ether, man. Who knows what's the right thing? You know what I mean? Like does trickle, does that, I mean, you don't, I, there's no real, and you can always skew it with sports. You can't do that. It's like, nope, Tom Brady's better. He has this many Super Bowls. Go fuck yourself. Like there's no debate. Yeah. You yeah. There's I mean? something clean there's, about it. Yeah. There's right. something about like, like, you know, that's the, 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 um, you know, I, I think that, that, that's what's great about sports. That's what I didn't like about college sports or college football. Anyways, it, it didn't have this like, Oh no, we made a decision. We, we have a, a winner. <laughs> we know who the better person was. We can still argue that they got screwed cause they should have been in the finals and they didn't get the, you know, it's just this whole thing. So, right. right. So I was, I was super Jamar chase. And then I was, I liked being justified. I liked being right. That was cool. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. <laughs> you don't get that a lot in much, you know. All right, last year we had this... Uh... Uh, Willie, Willie and I went to the Super Bowl media stuff, yep. and one of my favorite moments, we were interviewing Trey Wingo, and Wingo pulls out this crazy story about Joe Burrow, yeah. and I've never done this before, but I think I have it on the board here, and I think I can play it for you. It's about 90 seconds. Uh, I'm ready. Listen to this. Speaking of Joe Burrow, <laughs> if you don't mind, yeah. Uh, one of the great things about doing the draft was we got all this great research from <clears throat> people, and my friend Jim Carr right over there, uh, used to work with me at ESPN. Now he's working with me at Caesars, and he would put together all the information for us. And when people try to figure out why Joe Burrow is the way he is, this is from a uh, uh, research packet before he was drafted number one overall in 2020. Burrow played on an AAU basketball team when he was nine. During a state tournament game, they were down by eight points with 30 seconds to go. The coach said, we thought it was over, but then Burrow scored nine consecutive points, including seven straight foul shots. His coach said, I'd never seen anything like it. It was then I knew he was different from everyone else. I couldn't believe the poise under pressure and competitive drive demonstrated by a nine-year-old. But wait, it gets better. When he was nine? Yeah. His coach was a sociology professor at Ohio University. After the game, I told Burroughs' parents that Joe had the kind of qualities you find in cops and first responders, as well as serial offenders. Oh, my goodness. So, in other words, Joe can disassociate himself from the moment so he's either going to be oh, the world's greatest athlete or Dexter. <laughs> How great is that? That's better than the 30 oh. for 30 winning time about Reggie Miller getting 13 points yeah. in eight seconds or whatever it it's is. It's crazy. That he's is... a nine-year-old. I had no idea they went that deep on the research. Oh, that guy is a, is a genius. <laughs> Jimmy is a genius. How about that? I love that. I mean, I'll tell you, Christy, my, my girlfriend is, is, is painting me this painting right now. She's, she's doing it. But, uh, uh, the, the the moment I knew Burrow was the guy was after they won the national title when he's smoking that cigar. Oh yeah. After the game and his face, the look on his face wasn't like, Hey, we won. It was, of course we won. What the fuck do you think was going to happen? <laughs> I know, right? So he's the perfect I've level. Seen. I've never seen anybody cooler than that guy. He's the perfect level of swagger because he's not off-puttingly cocky. He's just no. like, you just see it in his face. Like, oh, we're good here. I got this. Yeah. Th just this week, they asked him, you know, about being an underdog. And he just kind of laughed and goes, I never feel like an underdog. But it wasn't, it wasn't antagonistic. It wasn't right. cocky. It was like, it's just this. He's got this steeliness about him that's so I want that. I wish I I wish I could bottle that and drink it. I, I feel like that's part of what my career lacks in stand-up comedy. I don't have enough of that like 
steely, this is my house-ness, you know? It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I will say in comedy, I tend to, I feel like I have a, the adults are talking kind of a vibe. Like, I don't get, like, I don't get heckled a lot. I don't, people don't like, cause when I'm explaining something up there, people are like, oh yeah, I don't know. But I, I, <laughs> I think I have some of that kind of confidence on stage, but, but yeah, in general in life, I wish I could walk around that kind of confidence, you know? <laughs> I don't know which comes first. Is it, does, is it because you make nine foul shots when you're nine years old and you keep having success and then it just builds? Or, you know, it's like I was talking to some uh, friends of mine about, you know, picking up women. And they're like, well, some guys are just confident. I'm like, are they? Or are there guys that get women just confident because they've always gotten women? Like, which you know, which came first? You know great I mean? question. Like, they definitely getting, feed each other. You're making right? out with girls in seventh grade. I'm pretty sure you're going to be confident your whole life. I, uh, but if you, you know, I've always said the later, the longer it takes you to make out with a woman age wise, the weirder a dude you are. Yeah, you know? that's right. <laughs> you make out with a girl when you're nine, you're king of the world. You could work at a gas station. Why do you have all this confidence? You made out with a girl when he was nine. Yeah. You know? see, like, see carrot you top. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You don't, you don't touch a, you don't kiss a girl till you're 35. The girl you kiss is in your basement tied up. Probably. You know what I mean? It's like not cool. <laughs> Like Joe <laughs> is a serial killer, you know. Speaking of Joe <laughs> that's uh, you always have a good theory for me. I enjoy that theory very much. Yeah, you know. So, <laughs> all right, we do a few sort of go-to things on this <clears throat> podcast, okay. and one and one of them is uh, is something called kudos and taps. Let's uh, we got a little we got a little drop. Taps on the back. Taps on the back. Taps on the back. Taps on the back. Do you, uh, do, do, do you record that drop yourself? Do you get that? Was that? Uh... It's a long story, but the short version is it's a, it's an answer. It's an actual clip of an answer uh, to a question I asked at Super Bowl Media Week with uh, Akib Talib. Oh, okay. And then Aaron like grabbed it and fucked around with it and made it a drop with music and everything. Cool, cool. I yeah. got that. Cool. That was Yeah, I, I was asking Akib. Uh, I said, "You got the toughest toughest job and." in all of sports, right? You have to, you're chasing around the biggest, strongest, fastest guys in the world. And they know what the play is. And you don't know what the play is. You know, do you feel like you guys are underrated? He goes, no, oh, we, we get some kudos. Taps on the back. That's <laughs> great. I love it. I He's love such it. a character. <laughs> um, all right. So I, I'm going to give kudos to, I, it's, it's a little cliche. It's a little on the nose. It's a little obvious, but it just has to be done. Uh, my kudos this week go to Patrick Mahomes. I think I was gimpy all week. And again, as a fantasy player, when, a, when one of your guys gets a high ankle sprain, you don't fucking see him for a month. What are you talking about? He's out there still good. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. And the last play with the, he just put his head down and ran for the first. I mean, the guy's amazing. He gets yeah. all the kudos. We should. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. Apologies. I, uh, apologies for that one. That's all right. I mean, do you think there's do you think there's a body double? Like, do you think it's a Darmar Hamlin situation? Do you think, do you think it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, think we've accepted that part already. There's we're, two Mahomes. We're, <laughs> we're going to the next. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I would rather have – I can't tell you how jealous I am of your quarterback. I would kill to have your quarterback be the Falcons quarterback. Oh, dude. I'm telling you, man, I, I love Joe Burrow more than I've loved any. We've never, again, we've never had the guy before. We never had the guy before. He's definitely the guy. He's yeah. the guy. Now, where would you rank him current NFL quarterbacks? Number one, without a doubt. <laughs> 10 times better than Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes sucks compared are to you, Joe Burrow. Are you he's trying to say that line. like Joe Burrow would? Or just number one. Just, you know, number one. I mean, he's just, he's the best quarterback in the league. I mean, he, he takes, he, he took <laughs> over the Bengals and went to the Super Bowl. Okay. Three I of mean, his five hear. offensive linemen are out right now. Yeah, and yeah. He was, uh, with a terrible offensive line last year. Right. And then this year they fixed it and then it all got broken again. And we lost our left tackle, which we had last year. I mean, so the fact that, I mean, just he's, yeah, he's, I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL. I think he's going to keep getting better. I mean, the thing that I love about Joe Burrow is, and this is what Andy Dalton didn't have. And I was a Dalton fan. I liked him. But Joe Burrow gets better every game. Yeah. Every game he's a little better than he was the last game. Every time he sees something, he does it better than he did it the last time. Yeah. You know? Right. And I have a theory like the reason the Bengals under Marvin Lewis, we always we always started strong. We were always like six and two, something like that. It's because we didn't make any changes. We would just have the exact same team from last year. Yeah. At the beginning of the year. And so they knew all the play, they knew what they were doing. And while New England's retooling and having all new offensive linemen and new offensive defense, all the, all the different people they've brought in that take eight weeks to gel, 
we would win those games the first eight. And then once the other teams gelled, we'd lose six out of eight at the end of the season. Right. So I, I like the fact that we get better. I like the fact that Joe Burrow, gets, but I, I, I put him up. I think, I think Burrow's the best quarterback in the league. I think Chase is the best receiver in the league. And I think Higgins is the second best receiver in the league. If I'm being honest. <laughs> All right. I'm not saying I'm being serious. Fucking name a better receiver than T. Your orange underwear is showing. Uh, no, I only want to wear one thing at a time, so I don't have underwear. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, you're not completely wrong. I, I get it. And, and if I was the Bengals, I would put all of my, whatever the utils are, I'd put all my utils into fixing the offensive line. We and did it. If, and we did it. And it fixed. And then people get hurt, like always. Yeah, but like you got to have depth too, yeah. right? Spend well, some extra utils. It's yeah. And, and by the way, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jackson Carmen was a second round pick. He's just terrible. Yeah, that happens. That's you know, part of, I was hoping that maybe he is. just wasn't good at guard. And once they put him in his natural position was left tackle, which he played in Clemson and won a national title. I thought maybe he could, he could figure it out, but you know, but you're right. I mean, we need to fix the offensive line again. Um, yeah. And then, well, I, I mean, it's not, you know, you're, you're doing the right thing. I just, if, if it was me, I, I would, and, and I'm a guy, I'm a guy who likes the idea of defense. I want to have a good defense and a good running game, but the way Burrow and and Chase and Higgins, like the way this team is constructed, like fuck it, just outscore them every week. Who cares about the other side of the ball? Put your money in and just make the offense ridiculous, and they'll be fun to watch and they'll win all the games. And why not? Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's exciting to have them have a team that people talk about. And they don't make fun of us anymore. I mean, it, I'll tell you, there was a, a day when Mike Wilbon didn't say same old Bengals, I don't trust them. It was about eight months ago. And when yeah. Mike Wilbon finally turned the corner and doesn't think of us as the Browns anymore, right. I, that was a happy day in my life. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it seemed insurmountable as, as recently as like five years ago. I mean, all of the other teams in the division were so much better than the Bengals. I mean, it's, it's been a pretty, well, amazing- and, that's, and that's part of like, you know, new England. Yeah. Brady's great, but he also had seven buys a year. His right. whole fucking career. I've said that forever. No one else God, agrees with me on this. Bills, the, the Dolphins, and the Jets were god awful for fifteen years. All three of them. It was the so, weakest decade of a division in in NFL history with the best team in it. Like yeah. it just it was so unfair. Right. I and then you had to play in New England because they always have the best record. So you play in the cold. That's the thing I don't. I mean, I think neutral site games are. I don't want that in the AFC Championship either. I like having fans. I think the Super Bowl is a terrible like fan experience. Like it's not a cool game to watch, but I do think it's horseshit that if you play in a cold weather city, that all of a sudden you get to go to the Super Bowl every year. Cause no one can play in the snow, but you, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like Joe Burrow can. Yeah. And then, and then you go, but then you always go play the Super Bowl and we're in the summer essentially. You know what I mean? That's what's so crazy is you got to, to win the title game. You got to play in the snow and it's 20 degrees. And then the Super Bowl is always in Phoenix. It's funny. They had, they did one cold weather Super Bowl in New York. Remember they talked about it for like five years. It was like this huge thing. It was going to be the new world and they did it once and it was a giant success. And that talk completely disappeared. It's never returned. And they're going to all the warm weather places all over again. Or domes or whatever. And I, by the way, I think it's a better product in a dome. I think every, that's really what I would do is I would have every city have a dome. You can't have an outdoor stadium. Go fuck yourself. Put oh, under a but, dome. This but is a, a snow dome. game is so Ow, fun. Snow games are bullshit, man. It's terrible. <laughs> I disagree. Why do you, we have all these fast cars. It's, it'd be like if you ran the Indy 500 in snow and everybody had to go 100, had to go 80 miles an hour. Like it doesn't. I hear I'm, you. I, I, would I put, hear you. It's an unfair advantage. To have I'm disagreeing this, with you on this one. I like that the, the the places are different from each other, and some of them have these different kind of. Uh, I mean, it, it'll be a, too antiseptic if they were all domes, you know. I mean, even L.A. has a roof but no walls. You know, last game I was at there, there was rain coming inside. Poor TCU fans are losing by forty, and they're getting soaked. Oh, God, oh it's yeah. hilarious! That's uh, <laughs> that game. Jesus Christ! Talk about oh, it's so fun. Oh my God! So um, fun. Yeah. So all right, I didn't give you a chance to give your kudos or taps or whatever you like. So taps is a, a downside. No, no, they're both good. We just okay. in the old days, I had a co-host, and I would give kudos, and Aaron would give taps. So you can give yeah, kudos or I didn't taps. Taps is like that thing they play when you die in the army. Yeah, it does sound like it could be bad. <laughs> no, no, no. Because <laughs> I'm going to give taps to the refs, but uh, I uh, and I don't bitch about refs. I mean, you can overcome. I mean, again, we had the ball. We had tied game, two and a half minutes left. Ball in Joe Burrow's hands. How we don't win that game, I have no idea. Um, especially after we converted. Yeah, I'm surprised third too. Eight, I, when, third and eighteen or whatever the hell it was. You know, what I mean, it's just like such a. You know, but anyway, um, so I'm going to give kudos to the whole Bengals team for last last week with the Bills. Um, I will give uh, T Higgins 
that kudos for the catch he made in the end zone. That was a hell of a, a hell of a catch. Yeah, right. Um, you know, and I'll give Patrick Mahomes some kudos too for being a superhuman. And I mean, <laughs> that ankle did not look good. I didn't think he was going to play at all. And the fact that he didn't he didn't take a pain shot and, and right so. Right. You know, you know what? Okay. I, 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 I don't want to say this out loud <laughs> speaking to the world, but, but I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm surprised by how is no one murdered an NFL player at this point? <laughs> as crazy what? as this fucking what? country is, how I was is trying to guess not, what you were going to say that how, I didn't have that. How is someone, how does someone not kill Tom Brady fucking 10 years ago? Some crazy <laughs> Colts fan just couldn't handle it anymore and just goes to the hotel <laughs> and shoots him before the game. I am. It's funny you said. I, I am currently knee deep. Thanks to you, Ron Milford, in a in the Chris Spangle Kennedy assassination episode, and it is fascinating. I'm not a conspiracy guy, but it's a really interesting conversation he has with this old school expert of the Kennedy assassination. And so you're right. I mean, at some point you go, oh, we can't beat this guy he's gonna do all the fucking shoot him in the head i I totally get how that happens in the world and it is if it happens once once, it'll happen every week and and it is a good point until there was a school shooting it's like when we won that when finally 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 ran a four minute mile then everybody's like oh that's possible and they started doing it right like you know once there was one school shooting kids are like Oh, you can do this. Oh shit. And then it happened all the time. You know what I mean? Like well, it, it happened, happened in the world, in the world cup, right? There was a Colombian player that had an own goal. He was like, he kicked it. It was a defensive sure. play. He kicked it into his own goal. He was killed by the mob that week. Right. But that was their own play. I've never, <laughs> no one's done it as retribution. That's the part right. I have, you know? <laughs> well, you, oh, you want like, I'm, I can't, we can't beat Ben Roethlisberger. Fuck it. Like somebody go kill him. You, you mean I, that? Yeah. I'm just saying, how's that not happen? Cause I've thought about it a lot and I'm not a crazy person. <laughs> it's another interesting theory from Chris Bowers. You know, I mean, I literally last night in my drunk, I mean, I was too drunk to drive anywhere, obviously, but in my head, I'm like, I'm going to go to fucking Kansas City. I'm fucking <laughs> off the bus. Fuck him. <laughs> All right, Milford says, uh, kudos and taps to the Kelsey brothers. First time brothers are playing against each other in a Super Bowl. That's a pretty cool storyline. Yeah, yeah. Would you? We had the coaches play, right? We had the Harbaugh Bowl. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you care more about beating your brother than you would otherwise? You have a brother? I don't know. I I have a brother. Um, I'm not competitive, though. Right. I had a stepbrother. We played tennis every day from like eighth grade till I graduated high school, like in the summer. And I figured out, I, I probably played 1500 sets against him and I won two out of 1500. <laughs> one when he pulled a hamstring and I wouldn't let him quit. And one when he got a heat stroke in Florida on spring break and I wouldn't let him quit. <laughs> you need a little help and, from the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I couldn't be, cause he was like number one and eight, number eight in the state in singles, tennis and high school. He's a really good <laughs> tennis player. And so like that kind of, cause I used to be a very competitive, throw the basketball in the woods and beat my tennis record on the ground kind of guy. And then just all that losing in a row. I just, if I played a good game, I knew I was going to lose as long as I didn't make a bunch of unforced errors and I wasn't an idiot. I was fine. That's a good way to live. That's I like that. You know. My my brother is competitive. He, you know, he's a scholarship athlete, <clears throat> but, but I, but we have enough years apart that we didn't grow up competitive, you know, like we were six years apart. So I was always kind of a, had a mentory relationship. I always root gotcha. for him. So right. I think if, if he and I were playing against each other, I, I would it wouldn't hype me up to try to beat him, but it would make me like I think I would be I would at least see the silver lining of his team one and be like, ah, Andreas got a ring. That's cool. You know. Oh yeah, that for sure. I mean, like my little brother's six years. I have a, an actual brother, like not a stepbrother, an actual brother is like six years younger than me. And same like, but it was because he was not competitive. Like he played high school football and was like a good athlete, but like, you know, my mom always tells a story when we were little kids, we'd run down in the basement to play play with star Wars toys or whatever. And I'd be like, I got first pick. And my sister would go, I got second pick. And Kevin would go, I got last pick. He was just happy to be there. Like he didn't have any, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he would, he, he never That's got great. That's the better way to live. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and also too, like my mom, the way my mom was, is, is we were a team. So like if Kevin told on me for hitting him, I got grounded for hitting Kevin and he got grounded for tattling on me. She just didn't want to hear about it. <laughs> so we became like this. So like, even when he would get hurt, He'd be like, it's okay. He would like make himself stop crying before we would like go tell our mom that we'd hurt our brother. Oh. <laughs> and he'd be like, it wasn't their fault. I, <laughs> I ran into the doorknob on my, by myself. Like, <laughs> yeah, my brother and I got along great. We did have one short period of time where he, he did this thing where he would like slap his own leg in the other room and go, ow, mom, he's hitting me. And I was like, I just wanted to strangle him. My, my sister, when she was little, <laughs> would bite, 
bite herself and scream and then say, Chris bit me. And I fucking had a sting operation. I told my mom, I'm like, she is biting herself. And she's like, oh, that's true. I go hide in the closet. So I had my mom hide in the closet. <laughs> you built a sting operation. My, as, as, just like three or four. Chris bit me. She came out of the closet. You bit yourself. She's like, ah. It was awesome. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, I was like seven. I was like in third grade setting up sting <clears throat> operations against my younger sister. You know? <laughs> my mom's making a point here too. The uh, the the Kelsey brothers' mom. Remember the, the I think it was last year. Was it the playoffs? She had some crazy thing where she went to both games and they were like three hours apart and like hundreds of miles. And she had two plane tickets and bought tickets to both games and had this crazy thing and sort of like was was posting on social media. She made it to the, you know, to the second game. It was, it was super cool. I mean, at least it's easy for her. She could just. A little, little Deion, Deion Sanders vibe. Yeah, yeah. She's going to wear some up. crazy half a jersey. She's going to yeah. build some. Yeah, she'll be fine. She seems like a cool lady. Um, now, does, does, right. the, does Philadelphia Kelsey brother, did he, was he there when they won the title in Philly? Do they I both have think a, so. Do they, they both have a ring? Boy, good question. I don't think so. Ron, you want to look this up and let us know? I think just the uh, – and I've listened to a few clips from their podcast, like the two of them do a podcast together. The other one's way funnier than, uh, you know, than Travis. the tight end brother. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like a big dork. <laughs> it's just like a big jock, you know? I don't know. Um, d- 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 Tom Griswold says every stadium should have a dome. Yes, of course he does. Oh, thank yes. you, Tom. I appreciate yes. it. Tom. Yes. That's the first time Tom's ever agreed with me on anything. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you see the artwork here? You see this? Yeah, I like that. I like that's, that. I, that's I have, me and Tom. That's very. That's awesome. I have condoms that have Tom's face on them, I think. Do you? That's nice. Yeah, it's, it's a long-standing tradition with Griswold. Yeah, yeah, and it came in Christmas condoms. wrapping paper that was Tom's face. Oh, of course. Well. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. How would it not? <laughs> Uh, uh, Tim, McLaugh- Tim McLaughlin, who's a comic and in, from Indy, lives in New York now. But his dad owns a uh, whatever it doesn't matter. But his, his dad every year for Christmas, all the Christmas presents are just pictures of him in some way. There's a sweatshirt with his face on it, or with the dad's face. That's always like, <laughs> like just that's what he buys his kids is pictures of him on stuff, calendars and mugs, and <laughs> very Tom Grizzly. Very makes me laugh. Uh, my brother's in. He goes, "Bro, killed me." Yeah, we. I beat you at most of the things, but then of course you grew up and you became a, like a much better athlete than me. It's annoying. I mean, who wants that in a little brother? Right. <clears throat> Imagine that to your little sister. That's where I was. Is that, oh yeah, that's even. And then harder. and then it, it was very you know like I could beat Kathy at tennis and soccer and everything else, and then she's a three sport three sport varsity athlete, and I'm in the <laughs> band. It was terrible. But I want, but I want like half a sack credit for him being a good athlete because we would let him play with us. You know, he sure. would come, he would come to our games in like the backyard. We play football in the backyard, and he was whatever five, and and we were eleven. You know, and we we wouldn't count the play where we gave him the ball. You know, sure. we just give it to him and let him run, and we pick him up, and his little legs would still be moving. <laughs> and uh, you know, we did we set him down, and you know went on with the game and you know, he, he got to hang with big kids. It's not even yeah. fair. That's a much better development situation. Oh, for sure. But yeah. I had, I had nothing. I was an only child for most of my early days. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it, it, yeah, being the oldest, there's the disadvantages to it. I mean, there's advantages to it, but there's, I was the oldest of all the kids, you know, it was just, you're, you're the first one to, especially you don't have any knowledge of anything. So it's like, you know, right. I, I wish I had a big brother. I wish I had a big sister. That, that's the one I want the most because then you really learn about life. You know, you can see the, what the other side is like and, you know, all the things with the music and the fashion and the, you know, social interaction. You get all that stuff kind of bleeds down to you early. I wish I had had that. That sounds plus, like plus she has she has friends. She has friends. Over. Oh, well, I, I was I was envisioning a much older sister, but well, I'm saying sure. if she's 13 and I'm 10, you know, that'd be cool. <laughs> you're 10. You're hooking up. I'm not hooking up. I'm just saying if she is, <laughs> my sister has my friends coming over to the house, I would learn to talk to women. You know what I mean? Like that, right. that would, yes, you know, that I, would I, be I helpful. To talk to women. So I was in college, right? I would go to the dorm and hang out with, you know, <clears throat> in the girls dorm and talk to them. You know what I mean? But yeah, so not a lot of girls happen. in the chess world where I was in middle school. Yeah. Right. The Dungeons and, Dra- <laughs> the Dungeons and Dragons world didn't have a lot of babes in it. The math team and the, yeah. <laughs> I used to have a joke about, uh, uh, I saw that the, uh, uh, the British soccer team abstained from sex during the world cup to help their athletic prowess. I'm like, Oh, right. I'm not sure that works guys. Cause I abstained from sex in high school for four years and I sucked at sports. 
I don't think it was the sex, Bowers. I don't... Oh, that's kind of the joke. I don't think it was the sex that told me back, but maybe. Who knows, man? All right, I'm going to torture you with the with the, another segment here. Hold on. Okay. But now it's time for which comes first. Oh, yes, it's time for which comes first. Now tell me, will this happen before that happens? It's time for which comes first. <laughs> All right, which comes first, a a Bengals Super Bowl victory, or and then we'll we'll discuss several things. Okay, uh, Brady retirement. Which comes first, Brady retirement. You think that I think happens? This, I think it's coming this year. I think he's. Done. You think it happens in this in this off season? Think it's already happened? Mm-hmm. We seen the last game. I don't know. I think I think he. I think what my theory is. I think what happened was he retired last time, hoping to save his marriage. And it didn't save it. <laughs> oh, and he's like, well, if I'm going to be divorced anyway, I might as well go back and play football. Like, I think that's <laughs> why he quit. And then he got home and he realized, oh, we're too far gone. This I should have quit two years ago. She's done now. Well, if I'm going to get divorced anyway. I might as well go play football. I mean, he might go play for How the Niners that? maybe, but <clears throat> but I don't know. I, I it, it was just, he'd have to get in the, the right position. He's not going to play in Tampa again. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I think that's done. If I were him, I'd go play for the night. Well, if I were him, I would have quit a few years ago. But if I were the Tom Brady version of him, I would go play play in San Francisco. One year, one shot. Your favorite team when you were a kid. They have everything except the quarterback. Yeah, for sure. Um, <coughs> Miami looks good too. That I'm telling you, man. If, if they'd have pulled, if they had not had that collusion deal, or whatever that whatever happened with that, if they'd have been able to 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 put make him an owner in Miami and had him be the quarterback of this team that Tua was quarterbacking. Holy cow, that would have been who knows what would happen there. Yeah. They got the same amount of weapons as 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 the Niners do. Yeah, they got great, great receivers, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Um Bengals Super Bowl win or Bills Super Bowl win. Because <clears throat> that's what you gotta face. You're gonna have to deal with the Bills and the Chiefs, and there's some really fucking scary good teams that aren't gonna go away in the next few years. I think there'll be another Steelers Super Bowl before win before either one of those teams. What? Yeah, the Steelers are just such a good organization, man. I mean, they just—I mean, I always joke that the Steelers could die in a bus crash on the way to the game. They could hold tryouts in the parking lot, and that team will go eight and eight. <laughs> They find another great receiver somehow in the park. Just, he just lived in Pittsburgh, was a good high school athlete, but then, right. you know, blew his knee senior year and had to go work at the factory. But now he's like 27 and he's like invincible or whatever. The, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying, like, somehow they'd figure it out. But they've had three coaches in 1967. I mean, Jesus. Um, that's, just, that's astounding. That's crazy. But that's it's that consistency that keeps you, you know. So um, I, I think if I if you make me answer, I would say I think the I think the Bengals will win before the Bills, but I don't think either one of them's ever getting a Super Bowl. Wow, I can't yeah. believe you're sitting here saying that. They've they've been so in it the last two years, and they've every reason to think they're going to be in the conversation going forward. They'll be in the conversation. I just you know, they might win once I'm dead. I just don't think I'll ever get that satisfaction. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense to me as a Falcons fan. I have a a bunch of business partners that like have gone on to great financial success once I wasn't part of the business. So what happened with Morty's? Well, kind of. I mean, there's a guy, one of the guys that was an owner with us and that when we had the three clubs and worked his ass off and his system didn't work at all. And now he's got five clubs and he's killing it. One of which is in Louisville. It's like, you couldn't make the club when we owned it. It's the the summit is that club. Grossman? No, no, it's a, it's Adam Norwest, the the guy from that does the, that has the Tacoma club. He has Tacoma and he has oh, uh, okay. that whole thing. Right? I didn't realize he worked with you guys. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he, he was there for and again, to crushing defeat. And then you know he leaves and now he's got five or six clubs that are all killing him. One of which right. is a city when we could where we couldn't make a club work. So it's like, again, I just sometimes I feel like. This is I I feel like the Bengals lose because of me specifically. I, <laughs> I was so happy when an actual friend of mine owned a comedy club. I was like, well, this is great. And then of course you're in it for a couple of years. You're like, this is this doesn't work. Well, it was fun. I I mean, I I I liked it. I just couldn't get I just couldn't get the I mean it cost me about 20 grand a year to keep that place open. And I finally said to my dad, I'm like, am I an idiot? He goes, Well, just think about it this way. Stop thinking about it as a business and start thinking about it as a hobby. And most adults spend 20 grand a year on their hobbies, right? Whether you fix up old cars, or you go golfing or, you know. You, you're yeah, not supposed like, to lose wow. money in comedy, right? Wow. 
ahead. Do you know anybody who doesn't lose money in comedy? Uh, I mean, yeah, on paper. Yes, of course. Yes. So, you know, but I'm, but uh, yeah, it was fun. I really liked that time in my life. I had a great time. Oh, in the club. There was, was fun. There was an Atlanta comic, uh, Greg Bray. Did you ever run into him? Okay. Real old school guy, like a whole generation of comedy ahead of me. Uh, like, how's it going, Greg? And he would say, uh, if I won the lottery, I would do stand up comedy until it was all gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when I opened the club that somebody said, I mean, this is an old joke, but you know, you, you know, how they, you know, how you make a, make a small fortune in the restaurant business. <laughs> you start with the big one. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So, it's a, it's a tough business for sure. I wouldn't, I'd, I've seen it up close and I wouldn't want to be. Well, here's, I'll, I'll be honest here, here, here's the truth I've learned from, just the last however many years of life hanging out with McAfee and just the things I've done is that the thing rich people won't tell you is that it is easy, like ridiculously, like so easy. It should be illegal to turn $1 million into $2 million, but it is impossible (laughs) to turn $10,000 into (laughs) $50,000. Like it just doesn't work that way. It's just like, I didn't have the money to put like, we used to, to, to we had eleven thousand dollars a year in overdraft fees because we just didn't have <laughs> the capital. That's <laughs> oh, heartbreaking. You know, that was so such a great club. I love that had, place. If we'd had if we'd had enough money to put into marketing, I mean, that's why Helium's killing it because they had enough money to come in. You know, now also I went to Helium and I realized, oh, we didn't, we weren't charging enough for drinks, and you know, that's that's how you, you know. But they they had this million dollar building they they tricked out, so people don't feel bad paying twenty five dollars for a double Jack and Coke. Where when you're in an old Mexican restaurant on the north side, you're like sixteen dollars. Fuck you! It's like oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. My my the only the, my favorite part that I make fun of of owning the comedy clubs was how many people would complain about how they couldn't taste the alcohol in the strawberry daiquiri, and I'm like, <laughs> what? yeah, that's the point, stupid. Like, do you know, you what, ordered a strawberry you know, daiquiri. You know what costs more than the shitty rum we put in a strawberry daiquiri? The strawberries. I would wake, make, wake, make way more money with just a glass of rum, but that sucks. So you got to put strawberries in there so people can drink it. And then they complain they can't taste the rum. That was the point of the drink. <laughs> All right. You got any other Bengals win the Super Bowl or something else comes first? What, what else would you put in this list where it's sort of in the neighborhood? Mm. You just don't think they're going to win. You think they're going to be top six for four years and not win. I think, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, maybe. I mean, I just don't, I get, I just can't imagine me having the joy of winning a Super Bowl. It just doesn't seem like something's going to happen to me. <laughs> well, if we're talking today. It's kind of a tough day for a Bengals fan. You know, you, you give yourself another week. You'll be fine again. Well, I guess. I'm just saying this has been my, I mean, again, hmm. Kimo Van Allhoffen, man. Like, <laughs> And then Carson forces his way out of town in an unprecedented manner. It's never. Oh, that was great. I was glad. I mean, once he got hurt, he, he threw seven inches high every throw the next four years. That's why he was terrible. <laughs> but he, just, he never like that's the thing I was worried about with Burrow. When Burrow hurt his knee, I'm like, oh, is he going to be Carson Palmer? And he isn't. He just still has that fearlessness. He does. Carson would. He would just you know he was scared, so he would throw it high. He would bail just slightly every time after he hurt yes. his knee. But that's so let's see. Um, I think. <clears throat> what do I think? I let me give you some bold ones here. Uh, I think that we will have self-driving cars before the Bengals win the Super Bowl. <laughs> we have them now; they just don't work very no, well. No, no, I mean everywhere. I mean, like people will not. Have, I think. I think five years from now, all the cars will be self-driving. Like you won't be able to be a regular person just in all the robots Come smashing on. shit. <laughs> Well, That's you, need what I think. Self-driving, you need a self-driving offensive line is what you need. Then you'll be all right. Well, I mean, you know, I, you know, okay, here, here's, here's a, here's a, here's a thing you think athletes would trade this. What if you said, okay, you've got a, you, you are not going to get injured, but you have a 15 year playing window. We'll guarantee you can't get injured, but you can only play 15 years. You take that deal as a Falcons fan as you like, I would take everyone on the Bengals being healthy for, but they only get up like Burrow can only play 15 years or maybe 12. I don't know. I don't make, make the number, but like, is that something you'd trade? Because I was as yesterday before the game, I was like, ah, these guys, these offensive linemen weren't hurt. We would win this for sure. I just yeah. wish we could not have injuries in the NFL. Like if we could somehow put titanium legs on these guys. 
Sure. I mean, I like the idea of having a window where you get to you get to really take a shot. I mean, that's the reason that the Falcons were in the Super Bowl because nobody was hurt. Like everything I mean, fell their way that year. Well, and that's what happened last year. I mean, solid and the offensive game plan I mean, was good, and they just look, crushed look at, everybody. Look at when the Colts won the Super Bowl. Right. <sighs> it was it was the one year that their strong safety didn't get hurt. Whatever his name, the guy from Iowa. I don't remember his name anymore. But no, but no. They, that really good strong safety. That was the the the, the Palomalo of their defense, and right. every year he got hurt, but won the one he didn't get hurt. They won the Super Bowl. I mean, like the thing yeah. that people talk about, the NFL is all about injuries generally. <clears throat> it's 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 all about health. I mean, there's some right. next man up. There's some teams that overachieve, and Patrick Mahomes yesterday is an example of that. But I'm saying, like in general, you know, the teams that win are the ones that stay the healthiest. Usually. Well, you know, in the old days when I was a new comic, I would I I said this to some buddies of mine. I would happily trade away the shows where I just destroyed to never eat it again, like to just cut out the bottom and the top. And I don't, I don't, I don't feel that way anymore. I think I'm better eating it. I could take it on the chin now. And I, I wouldn't give up the cream, you know, like I, I still love sure. those shows where everything is magical. Like I wouldn't give those up now to, to not eat it. I'll, I'll take some eating it. Yeah. I don't know. I've ever eaten it. I don't know what you're talking about, but, uh-huh. but I, uh-huh. I, I'm on some level. I mean, like, I don't know if I'm delusional or, you know, but also it was like, <laughs> Most of my gigs were in front of eight people at Morty's. So it's like, you know, I'm, a, I'm the best eight person comic in the world. If there's 30 people in the room and they're all laughing, it's fucking great. You know, so you are still to this day, the only comedy club owner who became a good comic after owning, after buying a club. That's never happened in the history of comedy. Well, usually because people buy it on the, on the, uh, they buy the club on the way of down. Course. They right? want a way to hold on to co- comedy because it didn't work out. Right. Right. And for me, it was, I started a club. I didn't, I, I was, the other club in town I didn't like. I came to Morty's. I liked it. It went out of business. And I was like, I was two years into comedy. I'm like, well, I can't go to the other club. I'm going to just buy it. I mean, it, you know, I called the guys. What, what it's, it cost $26,000 to buy Morty's. It was less than my car. That really I'm is like, amazing. It's really hard to imagine. Because you know, when you're buying a club like that, you're not buying the building. You're, not, you're no. really buying the brand and the email list and some chairs, right? Yeah. I mean, there's not much in there that's worth anything. Right. <clears throat> Once you liquidate it. I mean, that that was the cool thing about Helium. Helium gave me market value for my email list because he's a good dude because Grossman's a good guy. And like, he didn't have to do that. No one else in the world wants my comedy email list, but Helium. So, <laughs> you know, he could have said, hey, I'm giving you three $3,000. Go shut up. But he gave me market value, which saved us. Was able, That's why we were able to close. That's you know? we're able to close. Such a funny phrase. I mean, I remember driving the last two years, Kostaki, I would drive around Indianapolis and see restaurants closing. I'm like, man, how can they afford to close? That would be so <laughs> awesome if we could just close and be done. At least you missed the pandemic. You didn't have to deal with that. Oh, you God, imagine? Yeah, that oh. that would have been bad. That would have oh. been bad. Then you, you couldn't close for two years and you'd be really poor. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> former comedy club owner dollars my checking account so i'm pretty poor regardless of the pandemic where, where can we send people to uh find out about you man where do you, where do you uh at bowers comedy on most of the social media platforms uh, i think it's bowers comic on on facebook i usually just do instagram little i don't do much i do a little instagram a little facebook uh i host a show once a month called the social distance social club with ben glebe and jody sweeten from full house um and our producer rachel that's super fun that's sdsc so social distancing social club sdscshow.com you can find the links on there you can come be in the front row like we have a zoom audience that sits in the front row with us and they get to play the we play games and they get to be part of it and part of the comedy it's the only real show in 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 the world where just by i tell you i think it's the only show tell me do you think do you know any shows where the host of the show knows all the people that watch it (laughs) <laughs> that's interesting like i know them by name like if i see them on the zoom i don't have to like read their name i know that's megan i know that's Stephanie. Yeah. I know, you know what i mean yeah like, yeah I, I tell people all the time the thing i did because we did this during the pandemic we ended up it became a thing and it was right offsetter during that and and uh the one thing that i was surprised by with the pandemic is if you'd you'd have told me at the end of the pandemic i would know eight different cats names i wouldn't have believed you but <laughs> I know these people's cats. I know who they are. So it's kind of a fun community too. We don't have any trolls. Like that's, that's so, um, yeah, so that's, that's fun. Cool, man. And then, uh, yeah, other than that, um, trying to, I don't have a lot of comedy out here yet, but I'm going to, let's I'm, go hang out when I'm, when we're done with football season, I'm going to have a little more time on my hands. Let's go, let's go run around. I already, I already sent you a text about what we're going to do, man. I, I'm I, in, I'm in. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> 
Although it, we can't walk around at roughly the same age with beards this different. I'm going to have to shave or something. Wait. Dye mine, something. Well, I do I do just for men the bottom. That's the only thing. All right. More. But yeah. <laughs> I'm growing my hair long. I'm going to go shoulder length. So I had this, really? I had, well, I had this hot. I had this comic buddy. He was this fucking hot dude who like got chicks all the time. And then he went to the army and cut his hair and he was just ugly. I'm like, oh, God, that was just hair. So I can't imagine how good I'm going to look with long hair. That guy looked like with long hair. That's another good theory. Good closer. Good, you know? good theory closer. <laughs> All right. We got to run, man. Thanks so much. Bass. All right, buddy. Great. Thanks for having me. It's, I appreciate great. it. And it's who great day, to baby. see you. All right, Next year we're winning this, I think. No, no. For these couple of weeks between now and the Super Bowl, we'll get back with you one more time before then. And I'll report back about some of the Super Bowl media stuff here at some point. Talk to you soon. See ya. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.